When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, we are back with Sir Quokington. And with the contest running, which you can find out about in the description for the 500th episode, we're going to continue doing regular adventures with Sir Quokington, who just happens to be a toad. But let's not bring it up, because that, be, that would be weird. Anyhow, when we last, la- last left Sir Quokington, before the interregium, she was hoping out Thane Porrand, who still has more things for me to do. Thane Porrand has a matter he wishes to discuss with you. I'm in, I'm in his office. He's meeting me between dealing with very important state business and apparently a lot of drinking. Which admittedly, if you'd if you'd been tackled with having to clean up to a thick, you'd probably start drinking too. Uh, just don't be, doesn't, you know, go too far with that. Oh, adventures for locations. Two here. Trouble in Werrit and the Bog Giant. Trouble in on top, so I'll do that first. When Thane Poet learns of recent troubling events in and around the nearby village of Werrit, he immediately calls upon his most trusted ally, and we begin. Less than an hour after receiving a request for your presence at Twinge Keep, via a messenger in Blade Square, you find yourself standing in Thane Poland's private chambers, high in the main tower of the imposing fortress. The Thane, whose face bears a particularly visible bruise just below his left eye, is quick to play down the office room. Never brandy words with a man three tankers along, and not be on lookout for retribution. He laughs, tenderly stroking the purplish mark. In any event, my recent ill-conceived alehouse exploits are hardly the reason I've summoned your friend, as you must well have already determined. Thane Pollen told you that disturbing news reached him yesterday from the village of Werrit, west of Frithic. You learn that a sizable band of goblins have been spotted in the vicinity of Werrit in the last few days, and yesterday they attacked the village, only to suddenly and inexplicably withdraw, after inflicting several casualties on the unprepared and outmatched village militia. There, 
strange tactic. And they're talking of such an innocuous place is odd. Not quite as troublesome as this particular detail. Furnished by members of the militia who survived the attack, he says. It seems these goblins, mountain goblins no less, were led into the battle by a human, a man with a painted face. Oh, yes. We met this man just after we left. Just after we left. Left the caves in Westworld. After dealing with... What was it? What was his name? Uh, oh, oh, I should remember. Whoever the boss was there. Balak. Balak, yes. After, after, we, after we decapitated Balak. And his band disbanded. Presumably, some of them died. But most of them probably got absorbed into other goblin bands. I does. I'm just assuming that's how it works. I'm not a goblinologist. I do not know how goblins goblin. But that's just what I'll assume would work. Not like they're just going to cease to exist. I guess the painted face man probably picked up a few of them. After all, these would have been incredibly suggestible goblins at this time. If someone just turned up with... Even just the fear, just the idea that they were powerful. We would have said, hey, goblins, you want to follow me? It's like, fine, got to follow someone. And then they go, let's go off and attack a random village. Oh, I like attacking random villages. Yeah, it's one of my favourite things. Or something like that. Anyhow. So that guy's back. Your eyes widen at the mention of the human in league with the goblins when you learn he's a contact to of a maple leaf con concealed his face. You quick, quick you relate to Thane Pond, your previous encounter with the man in Hawklaw. Yep, it's that guy. Then this is indeed disturbing, says the Thane, pacing in front of the fire, his hands clasped behind his back and his shoulders bowed. Human agency, hand in hand with such vile creatures, is treason against civilization itself. But this strikes harder yet. It bears the distinctive mark of some greater scheme, perhaps yet in its infancy, but there is certainly more than this that can presently be seen or even guessed at. Thane Poen tells you dispatched one of his men late yesterday, a mercenary captain by the name of Haskbeer, to assess the situation in Werwit and send him a report. Haskbeer was a Star Wars sword, he says, but he is strength, headstrong and dangerously fond of action. Even when calculated in action, might prove the more prudent course. I only say that I will trust your assessment of this of the situation over his so quote written. I ask you to travel to Werrit and send Heskir back here. Apart from that request, I will leave the situation in your hands. You would be free to pursue any course of action you you saw fit. So I can agree to undertake the mission or politely decline for now. 
This is the don't have the adventure option for number two. But I think in this case, it just resets it, so you do it again. But you do make Thane Tom Porrin very disappointed in you. You don't want to do that. So obviously I'm going to undertake the mission. Well, otherwise, why would I, what would I even be doing this for? Very well then, he says. Bending down and meeting you in the shoulder cross. We've done this a few times. We've figured out how to do it by now. I will only have... I will have a coach drawn up to bear you to wear it. It's taken only a couple of hours to reach the village. You can't possibly begin to realise, Sir Crokeson, how much this puts my mind at ease, knowing the situation will be in your... Hands? Paws? Appendages? Oh, oh, he knows what to say. He's figured out, even if I haven't. Thane Poland removes a steamy pot of paleo from the hearth and fills two two plain earthenware mugs with a black drink. May you return safely, he says, holding up his mug in salute of your impending departure. After finishing the steaming drink, you descend to the inner courtyard where a fine cow coach and a freshly harnessed team are awaiting your arrival. The the driver tips his hat as you climb aboard and the wagon lurches forward, bidding what should be a short journey to the outlying village. The relatively short trip to Werrid is uneventful and after disembarking from the coach you find Haskbeer near the centre of the village, poring over a worn map with five members of the village militia in the town council building. Okay. I hope he's not planning anything that will get them all killed. Because <laughs> I don't think five, five militia members is not enough to deal with a proper goblin assault. Two or three, you know, the, a, a little goblin raid. A little bit of goblin banditry. Yeah, they, they could they handle that in a pinch. You know, if they're warning and get information but you know once we've got goblins led by a guy who might have magical powers either some of them are going to get killed maybe all of them and also we know these goblins have already proven themselves to be more than these people can handle and I don't know how strong Haskbeer is but seems to be he, he, he's a he's a higher level than he's probably better trained and equipped than them but not he's not hero level because he wouldn't be consulted with them he just rushed in and dealt with it by now and then he probably knows he can't do that because he has to send me I mean he probably has a few people who can do that but mostly me. You pull Haskbeer aside and explain to him prior Thane Paul's request. Almost at once, his face turns a bright shade of crimson without warning and for provocation, prop- he strikes out. He strikes out with his foot and tries to punch me and tries to punch me five feet away. I lost one stamina point. I'm wearing armour. 
do you think you are? He snort. He roars, stalking frittily towards you as you recover from the surprise blow. You don't come here barking orders at me. I don't care who the orders they happen to be. It's high time someone caught you, taught you a few manners. Hardly prepared to defend yourself for what appears to be intimate and rather ill-conceived attack. It's Haskbeer. Okay, begin combat. It's non-lethal combat. Yes, so we. Oh, he knows he's not supposed to kill me, and I know we're not supposed to kill him. We're just gonna rough each other up. So. I'm not even going to lay a hand, a finger, a finger on him, because I'm going to use a telekinetic blast. You strike your foot with a devastating blast of telekinetic energy. Now imagine I'm probably taking his fist and driving that against his head. Stop! Stop hitting yourself, huh? Stop hitting yourself, huh? <laughs> I mean, that's probably one of the things you'd do if you had telekinesis. He strikes out at you with his wooden cludgel. Yeah, yeah hitting himself with it with his with his other hand. I don't wanna don't wanna do any permanent damage. And he's gone and knocked himself out. Yeah, he accidentally gave himself an uppercut. Okay, I made him do that on purpose. He's defeated. 3xp to telekinesis. You reach down and help. And help. Uh, I, st I stand. I wait around and he gets to his own feet. <laughs> he mutters an incoherent apology and houses he will return to Trithic as ordered. I'll obey the order of the Thane, he says, moving off to find a horse, but not some half-wit messenger. Your name and list of deeds mean nothing to me. Thane Pollard will learn of your rough treatment of me. Uh, um, you hit me first. Now, that, by hero rules, that means I'm entitled to do anything but kill you. <laughs> Pretty much. Ready as mounted his steed and ridden out of sight, you sense that the young men of its militia are breathing collective sigh of relief. Yes, good, good, good. What, what I've heard about him, he might have just gone and got, he may, if he wake been a bit later, he might just have gone and got them all killed. And achieved no, really nothing for it. And... Left the village defenceless. I don't really know. Would he have got himself killed as well? Eh, probably not. He probably somehow managed to escape at the last minute. Just, just looks like that kind of guy. You speak with the five young men who make up the entire body of the local militia. And then the goblins in question are currently held up in an abandoned barn in the middle of the outgrown field on the outskirts of the village. You learn that all five of them have seen the man with the painted face. As if it's he who led the raid on the village with the goblins to do his bidding. Oh, that's bad. 
one of the youths, who speaks as the leader of the small group. Tells you that Hespier was planning an assault on the bar just prior to your arrival. Quick glance at the young men standing before you tells you. However, that such an old assault has likely ended in disaster. The five members of the young militia are young, unexperienced, and appear to be quite fearful of the prospect of moving on to goblins now taking Moving on the goblins now taking refuge in the old barn. Realise only too well that few of these young men will return from such an expedition. And this is for this very reason that you diplomatically tell them that you will handle the goblins in the barn while they maintain the watch and wear it. I mean, they'll probably send out scouts and other thing and maybe other goblins might just go oh oh, i'm going to attack this village now because most of the militia are dead and now i can steal things and set things on fire for no reason and draw poops on the walls that are made of poo or whatever it is that goblins do well, um, murders, yeah, a lot of murders. The lads seem relieved, but one of them, the apparent leader, begs to go with you, promising to fight by your side against the creatures who savagely attacked this village. Despite your admiration for his bravery, he convinced him it would be best, best serving his village by remaining behind to guard it. He has to be shown where the barn is, and led to an overgrown field on the outskirts of Werrit. Standing in the midst of the field is a dark, timbered, dilapidated barn. The entire structure appears to be close to collapse, and there's a pronounced lean to one side. Uh, ah, hmm. Uh, yes, this, this is the sort of place that goblins would go. It's defensible and abandoned. So they could fortify it up before anyone knows. Before Anyone knows they're there, and then it would be an absolute pig to get them out again. Well, unless you burn the whole thing down, but then you've just got goblins that are also on fire. The two, the two young men who have led you here wish you luck. Depart for it. You, you embark upon what you pray will be for their to embark on what you pray will be for their sake on the fence. Vigil. For the remainder of the afternoon, you linger about the edge of the grassy field that surrounds the dilapidated barn, eagerly seeking any sign the goblins are still inhabiting the decaying structure. Last, your vigilance pays off when, for a brief spell, two mountain goblins emerge from the barn before quickly retreating into its shadowy interior. Realising the open terrain offers little cover for an advance upon any side of the barn, you raise into the first shadows of dusk and drape yourself across the landscape before waking what you hope will be a swift and stealthy, stealthy approach across the field. You're within 50 yards of the barn when a massive explosion to your left shakes the ground and startles you. You turn your gaze skyward in time to see a small object stale out of a hole in the barn roof and arc with the eye 
arc through the air in your general direction. You suddenly realise a deadly object falling out of the sky upon you is a goblin bomb. Oh, if only we had, if only we had some human bombs. And, you know, some sort of device for launching them. Probably a, yeah, I guess there's some, what should I say? Probably more than you need. Manguel, or even just a regular catapult. Something to launch them. I'm sure we could figure something out. You even say a modified bomb sling, even. Bolt sling. Goblin blob. These crude incendiary devices are employed by goblins to wreak havoc upon amongst their foes. Try your best not to get hit by one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's I guess this is Tolkien rules where the the forces of evil are allowed gunpowder, but the forces of good aren't. Except for a few occasions where they stole it from the bad guys. But then use it very quickly. Very quickly. You know, before you know, they have to reorganise their entire military doctrine. Or, you know, figure out how to make it themselves. And, you know, put just put a few big cannons on their walls and just shoot everything. Or make Greek fire. I would not like to be a goblin going up against Greek fire. You must act quickly to avoid being caught in the deadly radius of the goblin bombs impending detonation. Use fortification, telekinesis or dust dodge. Fortification first. Succeeded. 16 XP to fortification. The goblin bomb strikes your rapidly erected magical bow and explodes. The force of the detonation knocks you to the ground, but you are otherwise unharmed. You quickly dispel your shield and continue across the field towards the barn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You mutter a curse as yet another deadly goblin bombs launches out of a large hole in the barn, barn roof and arcs through the air towards you. Okay, same same check again. Telekinesis this time. Failed. You're momentarily blinded by a massive explosion and staggered by a crippling wave of pain as the goblin blob lands and detonates almost directly at your feet. 15 damage. And I only had 60 telekinesis. I could have gained it a couple more levels. I'll, probably, I'll be doing that later. 
Having miraculously survived the explosion, you manage to retain your footing and press on towards the field, towards the barn. Because that 15 damage wasn't much, and Sir Crokington now has 300 health. You must have cursed as yet another deadly goblin blondes. Bombs launches out of the large hole in the barn roof and arcs towards the air towards you. Alright, uh, just dodge this time. You attempt to dodge the rapidly descending goblin bomb. Pick a number. Bonus 48. 14 from luck, 34 from agility. Pick now. 74. You momentarily blinded by a massive explosion. Staggered by a crippling wave of pain. As a goblin bomb lands and detonates directly at your feet. And that's 19 damage. Having miraculously survived the explosion, you managed to... Well, it's not that miraculous. It'd be more miraculous if it didn't go off. Or, you know, I dodged it. Or I remembered I have magical powers. Oh, well. Having miraculously survived the explosion, you managed to retain your footing and press it on across the field towards the barn. You must have a curse. As you, uh, here comes another one. It's quite a lot of them. Okay, I'll try to dodge this one. It's the same check as last time. 102. You dive and roll to the side, narrowly escaping the blast, blast radius of the deadly goblin bomb. Ugh, well, we better get there quickly before they turn the entire field into a into a mug into a muddy, mushy, cratery mess. Which admittedly might offer better places to hide in, but you just sink in the mud and it'd be very hard to get there quick enough for them not to find you and start throwing more goblin bombs at you. Or arrows or anything. At last, it seems that whoever or whatever in the barn is out of the deadly goblin bombs. At last. Taking full advantage of what may only prove to be a momentarily weak drive, you crush across the field as fast as your legs will carry you. What well, a spoing, 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 spoing. Yes, uh, since I. Since, fortunately, I'll be easy to hide because, I, because I'm green. Desperately trying to reach the wall of the barn. Two spear-wielding goblins spring up out of the tall grass as you reach the barn wall. You stoutly hold your ground and engage the snarling creatures that attack you from both sides. I'm sort of jobbing through the air. Goblins! Just turn and... Stab them while I... Stab them before I even reach the ground. Stab a tea. Stabity, stabity, stab. Uh, they stab, they fall down, I finish the jump, 6xp. Your final blow dispatches the second goblin as he slumps to the ground, joining the unmoving remains of his fallen kin. Almost immediately, you're confronted by a tree of, of the savage creatures that appear around the corner of the barn. The three goblins, wielding an array of crude weapons, rush at you and attack. Three mountain goblin warriors begin combat. Alright, the only option is killing. The goblin warriors attack you viciously. 
and I attack them back even more viciously. 7 XP. There's twisted bloody remains of the three goblins lying twined about your feet. You step free of the carnage and are about to move forward when a sound from overhead alerts you to the impending danger. You peer up in time to see two goblins dropping a massive rock from the roof of the barn. It must have them a long time to get that rock up there. Or it, I guess it, there could have been a rock up there for other reasons. Maybe it was a quernstone. Although, wouldn't you just put it on the ground floor? Because you won't have to lift it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they probably did spend probably a long time holding that rock up so they can drop it at me. Anyway, planning. Planning, I guess that's the advantage of having, you know, a leader. The rock is plummeting straight for you. With barely a second to react, you, you spring forward, praying you're in time to avoid the falling stone, which is bigger than me. Pick a number. Bonus of 48. 14 from luck, 34 from agility. Pick now. Now, oh, wait a minute. Can I? I've got, I've got an idea. Have I got it yet? Phantom armor. I, I, I'm going to improve my stats by applying the phantom armor effect, which we got a few episodes back, to the warlord town. And that rises my agility, my body and my might, my aura, aura, mind and spirit are all 20 now. Which is all very good. Okay, and that but raises the bonus to the 54. Because the agility is much higher. And the luck is higher too, is it? No, the luck isn't. Pick now. 97. You leap to the side and dodge the falling rock by mere inches. Resounding thud. Thud. The deep impression, deep impression it creates in the earth at the spot you formerly stood makes you very glad indeed you escape from beneath its shadow. You move along the side of the barn towards the front, but freeze in your tracks the tip of a broad-bladed axe appears around the corner of the structure. Just ahead. A large, axe-wielding goblin rounds the corner of the barn and starts immediately towards you. His deadly weapon poised to cleave you in two. You plant your feet and boldly hold your ground as the savage creature approaches. It's an axe-wielding mountain goblin. Begin combat. The got the attacks you viciously. I deals brutal blow for nine damage. I'm just gonna stabby, 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 stab, stab. Down he goes. Thirteen XP. The large, large goblin topples over and strikes the ground hard. Gives a final, ragged gasp and expires. Before you had even a moment to catch your breath, four more of the vicious creatures upon you, hacking at you with their cruel, we crude weaponry. It's four mountain goblin warriors. 
and just gonna bash them, stabby, stabby, attack viciously. I attack back far more viciously, and now they are all stabbed. With a spring, you spring over the four slain goblins and move towards the front of the barn. You reach the board frame that once housed the wide doors and find yourself fronted by a large number of armed goblins, despite a chorus of vicious snarls. The vast majority of the crude, the cruel creatures turn and flee. Good, good. So just don't come back anywhere. Just live in the mountains. Just li live, live in the mountains, okay? Then no one has to die. Because if you start, if you go, if you go back to random raids, banditry, and murder. I'm going to have to kill you. I'd rather not do that. I want you to make your own vibrant goblin culture. With slightly less murders. And you know, poems and art and houses with good insulation and sanitation. Herbal remedies and um, musical instruments. I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever culture you have, you know the non-murdery bits. Focus on that. I mean, I'm, you must have it. I mean, you must because you've got to do something all day. Having no desire to face the bold human, tearing, tearing her. The bold, the bold toad tearing her way through their ranks. Two larger goblins, each wielding broadswords, do not flee. The savage pair charges at you, swinging their blades wildly. Two mountain goblin warriors this time. They attack you viciously. I attack more viciously back. It's so easy with all this Eastery equipment I got. The two mountain goblins lie face down in an expanding pool of blood at your feet. A massive goblin, nearly twice as large as the rest of his kid. Is that twice as large in height or in in weight? Probably weight, probably weight. Appears and hurls curses the others as they flee wildly, scouting out of the barn in all directions, eager to escape your wrath. With a vicious snarl, the fearsome goblin washes forward and attacks. It's a large mountain goblin. Yes, the others were just regular size, but this one's big. But it's not going to help it. It attacks viciously, the sword, and is slain. 22 XP. The large mountain goblin staggers to the ground. Staggers and drops to the ground at your feet. A final blow. Stab and twist. Ensures that he will never rise again. For several tense moments following the fight, you stand with bated breath, listening intently for any sound that might indicate the further presence of any enemy within the barn. A sudden, sharp snap. From somewhere in the barn's cavernous interior, 
seems to prove your caution was not misguided. And you were reminded of the mention of the man with the painted face, and wondered if it, if it is he who still lurks in some shadowy corner of dilapidated structure. So I've got a few options here. I can use my skills of feathery to think. Okay, if I was in a dilapidated barn and I wanted to hide from someone, where would I go? Hmm, use divination to just magic up the answer. If I had something called shadow magic at level 50, I could use that, but I don't, so I can't. Search the ground level of the barn or search the barn loft. I guess the first... I guess the fir the first three are to tell you where to go. I I'll use feathery. Let's use feathery. Successfully used your feathery spell. skill. 16 XP to feathery. Utilising your skill at feathery, you notice small traces of dirt on the rungs of the ladder leading up to the loft. And you're fairly certain that you will find whoever or whatever has remained in the barn. You climb the ladder and begin your search. Creak, creak, creak goes the ladder. Well, not, not that much creaking because I'm very small. In fact, I don't even need the ladder at all. I just spring, spring right up the ladder in wonder. You begin to throw up a cautious search of the barn loft. Picking a number. Bonus of 151. 14 from luck, 67 from feathery, 70 from woodmanship. Pick now. 251. That is literally as good as it could go. You very suddenly spot a man crouched in the shadows ahead on your right. After firmly planting your feet and assuming a defensive stance, you call out to him, dashing any plans he had to ambush you. The man slips silently out of the shadows. A tall, bare-chested man, his head covered by a long mane of wild black hair, stands five yards from you. A crude tattoo in the shape of a maple leaf covers his face. He flashes you a wicked grin, revealing a set of sharp, pointed teeth. Oh, it must have hurt to make them sharp. Not unlike those of a goblin, unless he's some sort of demi-goblin. Oh no, oh, 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 that, uh, oh, that, no, that, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about that. That thought is banished, it's too gross, too gross. His thin-fingered hands grip two bone-handled knives, and the only scrap of clothing covering his body is a tear of pair of tattered breeches that barely cling to his long, sinewy legs. Suddenly, the man snarls and lunges at you, springing forward with animal-like agility, striking out at you with his pair of blades. Well, let's begin combat. The only option is murder. Because he's just gone too far. The painted warrior strikes out with his deadly daggers. Right, I strike back with my one dagger. Which is even deadlier. Oh, I fled from cover. You're not supposed to do that. 
You're supposed to stand there and let me kill you. The painted warrior leaps back out of melee range and dashes towards the back of the barn. He immediately set upon his heels, but he leaps through a hole in the weir wall and exits the structure. You reach the hall and peer out of it, much to your surprise. You can see no sign of your enemy. Then suddenly, a patter of feet on the barn, barn roof gives away his new location. You follow this footfalls back towards the front of the barn with all possible haste. Rushing through the wide door, door frame in front of the barn, you spot at last. The last fleeting glimpse of the painted foe as he's disappearing, disappears into the woods to the south. Realising you have little hope of catching him, you decide not to give him chase, and instead turn your attention back to the barn. Oh, is it going to be gathering more goblins? Or maybe with this raid having failed, he's just not going to have the reputation to gather more? I assume that's how it works with goblins. If you, you win battles, more goblins will follow you. You search the barn thoroughly, but find no sign of any more goblins or painted men inhab inhabiting this rotting structure. In a collapsed store in the back of the barn, you discover a cloth sack, a small amount of gold. What do you take? It's 38 gold tokens. Well, put it on the pile. Satisfied there's no further immediate danger from the goblins or the painted leader, you make your way back to the village. You return, return to where it, a reporter points to the map, the weapons of the village militia, the news of your victory over, over the goblins is met with praise and thanks, but its impact is somewhat tempered by the fact the warrior with the painted face managed to escape. You do your best to assure the young man the painted man is not likely to turn to these parts, certainly not any time soon. And you are promised to bear a full report to the Thane Paulus, and you may actually see seize fit in defence of the outlying villages like Werrit. The villagers thank you again. You politely resist their offers of hospitality, favouring instead a speedy return to Trithic. Oh, pity. But, uh, well, I guess I am doing government work, so... I shouldn't, I shouldn't tarry. Seated in a sturdy chair before the roaring fire in Thane Bolton's private chamber, high in the main tower of Twin Keep, you relate to Thane in detail your excursion to wear it. Sitting directly across from you, Thane Bolton listens intently to your narrative, and when it is concluded, he rises from his chair leans against the ornate mantle over the mantle plate, mantle over the fireplace. The man with the painted face, he mutters, as he's thinking aloud. Stirs a memory, Sir Conkison. I'm hard pressed to come up with more than that. I don't like the sounds of it, however. Now shall I make certain the word goes out that what I fear may not just be an isolated encounter. We can at least Take consolation in the fact disaster has been averted to wear it. All thanks owed to you, of course. 
The, th- the grateful thing commends you several times, and I think done a remarkable job. Oh, he says, certainly, as if what he's about to say nearly slipped his mind's mind. There's other matter I wish to address with you. The thing tells you Haskbeer has been disciplined for his conduct towards you. That treatment he received at your hands was not only much deserved, but also long overdue. We all forget ourselves from time to time, he says, sapping you on the shoulder as he moves to refill your half-empty paleo mug. There's nothing quite as effective Quite effective as a few hard knocks to stimulate one's memory. Or to ruin it. <laughs> Thane Poulton says he may soon have another task well suited to your particular talents. It's a rather delicate matter, he explains. Presently all coming together. I expect very soon you may find yourself in the receipt of a message from me. Bidding you to hasten your way back to this very room. Till then, my friend, let the All Father cast a watchful eye upon you, wherever your road may lead. At length, you take your leave, leave of the fame. Plus, you make your way out of Twin's Keep and back onto the streets of Twithick. You find yourself unable to shake from your mind the image of the warrior with the painted face. And you have a feeling that this silent, glaring, leaf-wrapped face will likely haunt your dreams for some time to come. And that is the end of this adventure. And I get 384 experience to general. That's added to the pile. The pile of more than 200,000 experience. As more adventures have been unlocked, this next one's called the Yeltham Crew. Uh, so that, that's where we're getting with just regular thugs in the city. Now, to the city gates to save. And until we return with more attacks from the Thane, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.